Hello, and welcome to Celebrate Like a CEO. I am your host, Stefan Whitwell, Austin-based CEO of Whitwell & Company, a nationwide wealth management firm. Every Monday, I bring on some of the brightest and best business owners and CEOs in the country to talk shop, get their insights on how to run a successful business, and importantly, how to succeed without burning out by taking the time to celebrate. Now, let's get to today's show. Today, we have a particularly fun guest joining us, Jungmin Kang, otherwise known all over social media and the internet as just Jungmin. She is the founder, as many of you know, of Snoop Slime and the full-time creator of super fun and cool types of slime. She is also a successful businesswoman, an entrepreneur, and despite her success, disarmingly humble, as you'll see here in just a few minutes. Jungmin was recently honored as the youngest entrepreneur on the retail and commerce list of Forbes 30 Under 30 for 2023, and previously also the first place champion for business growth plan at DECA's ICDC international event. She's young, she's successful, she's growing a really fun company, and she's committed to helping other entrepreneurs chase their dreams as well. Welcome, Jung Min, to Celebrate Like a CEO. I have been looking forward to getting a couple minutes with you to catch up, to learn more about your story, and to have you on this podcast. Thank you for being here today with me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of this. So taking us way back, uh, if I had met you when you were five years old and asked you, what do you want to be when you grow up? How would you have answered I would still, even if I was five years old, I would have said something creative and something definitely that was not going to be a typical nine to five job because um, ever since I was young, I watched my dad. He used to work at Samsung and just, I used to always ask him, what's a more fun, creative job that you can do where you can create your own products. So I would have probably still said entrepreneurship and being your own CEO. I love that. And so you did indeed uh, follow that instinct and become an entrepreneur. Um, How did you, I mean, you have built such an amazing company around slime. How did you choose slime? Yes. So um, in the summer of 2017, I was scrolling on social media and I came across this super satisfying video of someone playing with slime and At that point, I was in middle school and I knew that it was a goo and it was something similar to Silly Putty or something like, um, you know, slime that people create from school. But I got just got so intrigued into this oddly satisfying product that I had to try making it myself. So I researched it, um, realized that you can create it with school glue and some slime activator, which is some borax and water diluted together. And I decided to get some glue from Walmart and try to make slime um, in my own bedroom that day when I found out about slime on social media. And I got intrigued. I got hooked into this world of weird yet satisfying goo. And right away, I asked my parents, hey, can I start 
um, my own slime company. And is it okay for you guys to help me invest $200 into buying all the materials? And during that time, I remember my sister saying how with those $200, we can literally go get a fancy dinner at a restaurant. But my parents, especially my dad, he said to just go for it. You have to try it out before you, you know, because you never know if you're going to fail or not. So he helped me invest those $200. I purchased my own bowl, spatula, and all the slime ingredients, um, opened my own Etsy shop, and also um, started my own Instagram account, named it Snoop Slimes. And that's how it all got started. I love that. So I'm sure that you, in the spirit of inventing all these cool, unique, novel, different types of slime, uh, surely had some some failed ideas along the way. But tell me what's going right. I mean, you've, you've gotten tremendous traction. Uh, I read somewhere that uh, you've gotten six, seven million followers organically. Um, so, so clearly, you know, you're doing something right uh, and probably more than something, probably a bunch of things right. But what, what's going well? What do you feel has gone right um, and that you've really kind of nailed that, that's helped the business just naturally grow? Yeah, I think I definitely nailed down the brand direction and also the creative direction of the business because um, my customer base is around 8 to 15-year-olds. And for me, being a part of you know Gen Z, I'm able to really um, see the trends and the viral posts that really is going to engage my customer base. And you know, being a majorly social media heavy market um, business, I need to make sure I know my market. So I think that you know that cute Snoop Slimes brand that I'm able to present with myself and also the bunny mascot that we have. I think we definitely nail that down, especially after posting, editing, you know, all those social media videos by myself and teaching that, teaching the whole um, social media realm and like what goes viral for my company. Um, now I'm delegating those positions, but I'm, I think I really nailed that down on what does well with marketing and branding for Snoop Slimes. I think you, you really have such a great sense of who your customers are. And, and that's, that's so important. I see in businesses all the time where um, clearly the most successful ones have done just that. And people that are struggling are maybe trying to cater to too many people, but in the process, nobody, right? Rather than really right. knowing, their, knowing their tribe. So what in the, in the evolution of, of your business, um, you know, what, what's the next hire that you're really excited about and why? Um, I'm really excited to explore more on the entrepreneur side of myself and kind of help more teenagers to follow the dreams that I was able to achieve when I was younger, because um, I feel like with slime, you know, I'm just selling a product, but there's just so much behind it that goes into it. And I think my story of being a teenager and trying to just juggle everything from school to running a business, I want to really explore on that side and help others by creating different um, materials that I like learning materials that can also help teach others how to create their own businesses or create products. Um, you know, that kind of benefits other people and other teenagers. 
It does. It makes a big difference. I think that a lot of people um, sometimes get the courage to try something, to go for it, when they have a connection, maybe not personally uh, one-on-one connection, but have, a, have an emotional connection with somebody out there that they've watched, a, a, that they look up to, to say, hey, you know, she's done it. I can do it. Um, or it gives them that permission, that encouragement to do it. Um, because, what well, you know, not everybody's parents are going to be as supportive, right? Or not, maybe not everybody's friends will say, oh, you can do it. You can do it. Sometimes there's people around us that, uh, that will poke holes at it and say, well, I don't know. I'm not sure. So for a lot of people going for it takes courage. And, uh, I think you're taking a stand for, for others will, probably have a bigger impact on them and other people than, than you could possibly imagine. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree. Question for you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree on that part of, you know, even parents, some people, they have maybe some parents are more traditional. They want like a certain route their kids may want to go into. Like for me, I definitely had um, very supportive parents in the beginning, I thought I was just going to go straight to college, not even take a gap year. I didn't even know I was going to have this big of a slime business before. But I think having that person on social media, especially nowadays, people build this parasocial relationship with influencers that they love and they feel connected to them. And I want to be that teen entrepreneur who can become like that friend or that parent figure, I guess, if they want to start their own businesses and they don't have anyone who's supporting them right now. Yeah. And to your comment about, you know, I thought I was going to be going on this track and then life took me on a different track. I think there's a lot of today more than ever, there's more than one path in life to take. And um, so I think that too is really valuable. Just having role models that, that say, Hey, there's a lot of different ways we can, can be successful. Yeah, I agree. Question for you in the operating side of your business, uh, as you kind of build your entrepreneurial experience, uh, do you use OKRs or some kind of a, a framework for goal setting and planning and kind of keeping track of progress in your business? How do you, how do you try to, how do you keep a handle on that? Especially given that you've been growing, growing as fast as you have. Yes. Yeah, so in the beginning, um, when I was, Starting out my business, I was 13 years old. I didn't know how to set long-term goals for my company. So it would always just be like day-to-day, you do this thing. And it, you know, we didn't have this many employees. So it was all of a lot of like one-man work. I would be focusing on controlling all those social medias. And there would just be a couple of employees doing picking and packing jobs. But now that we are delegating all our positions and we have around 40 employees in total for Snoop Slimes, um, we always have monthly and weekly meetings with team members so that we can create long-term goals for the year. And um, every single person is given their specific KPIs and targets so that they can focus on their small little goals. For example, like our marketing team currently is working on trying to build up our uh, subscriber base for YouTube. And that is just a part of one of our bigger goals, which you know is trying to grow our revenue this year. So um, we definitely have a lot of meetings so that everybody's on the same page. So you have weekly and monthly meetings then and you, you know, everybody, you're tracking very specific things, right? Yes. On the 
OKRs. Um, do you have a, uh, do you work with like a business coach or did you read a book out there that, that was really helpful for you to kind of find your own way of, of creating that, you know, what to track, how often to track it and, and how to create that kind of framework in your business? Right. So a lot of the people who work for Snoop Slimes, you know, we were able to, my dad used to work at Samsung and he had connections there that, you know, now helps out with Snoop Slimes. And I think people who used to work at those big companies already knew about the different framework. And when they came in as, you know, CFOs or managers, they were able to guide me through how to set goals. But I will be honest, I'm you know, still try to find a good mentor to teach me better ways to set goals. And this past month, I actually went to a Forbes summit in Abu Dhabi, which I was able to find um, different mentors in different industries where they can hopefully help me, you know, educate myself more on like how to set certain goals. I love that. And, and let's be honest, goal setting is hard, right? I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about how long a year is, right? Uh, a year's a long time. Uh, and, and especially in today's kind of, you know, Twitter, you've got 10 seconds to capture my attention kind of world we live in. Um, you know, I think there are additional challenges. How do we create kind of more frequent cadence, but it's not too short because you don't want to put too much pressure on it because not everything's a straight line. But on the other hand, uh, you know, checking in once a year is not necessarily going to do it either. Um, and, and of course, uh, it can also be helpful to have even bigger goals that might take several years to to get to. So, uh, you know, goal setting, I think, is one of those things that um, the more you get into it, you can really appreciate uh, different nuances that, that that make it not necessarily easy. And, of course, you've got to find uh, how to best leverage that in your business, given your personality and the culture of the, the business that you're building. Um one question for you that uh, I've really been curious about. So you have a fun product. I mean, it's it's uh, playful. It's creative. Satisfying. Uh, satisfying. Oddly satisfying. It's, uh, <laughs> yep, yep. It's, uh, it's uplifting. And that's – so it's inherently, in some ways, uh, a more emotionally connected and positive product than a lot of other companies' products. Um, but it's challenging to build a successful business. You've got a lot of competition. There's just a lot of moving parts. Um, so when you're, when you hit milestones, whether they're little things or big things, how do you like to celebrate? So, you know, share with our listeners, if you would, how do you like to, to share? How do you like to celebrate rather the, the little wins? And if you have a big win, how do you like to celebrate that with your team? So with little, little goals and um, the little wins that I have with business and even personal goals that I set, I like to have my own like self-care time. And I like to kind of journal first and reflect on the win that I had and kind of see, you know, what people in the people in my life who helped me set that goal and appreciating that and also just reflecting what maybe what I could have done better if I could have done that, if I could achieve that again. And yeah, I've always liked to journal and just write my thoughts down because it helps me. I I like looking back and see the progress that I made 
um, with those little goals. To celebrate, though, yeah, I like to go out, go on a run. Um, sometimes I go, I love food. So I would go to like a sushi restaurant and would eat like 40 sushi plates with my sister. I just like spending my time with my family because those are the people like I love the most. And especially at being like a family business, small goals that we have, we like to go out and celebrate together because they're the ones who help me too. So. Well, I, uh, I love that you take time to celebrate that. And, and, and I also, the first thing you said is big and I want everybody to really get that is you mentioned self-care. And to be honest, Jungmin, most CEO founders are terrible at self-care. They're so busy putting out fires, taking care of problems. Um, so to hear you say that, that's so important. I want to make sure everybody hears that because it's tough. I mean, I don't care how successful your business is. It's tough. It's a lot of work. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of expectations. There's turnover. There's just all sorts of challenges that can come up. And um, it, it, it is really critically important that we give ourselves permission to invest in that self-care. Um, so I, 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 you know, you talk about wanting to influence other entrepreneurs. I, I would encourage you, Jungmin, to make sure that's one of the things that you help others, you know, feel comfortable doing that and giving themselves permission to celebrate and to, to have that acknowledgement. Because we are always going, hey, how can I get better? What can we do this better, 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 better? But, but we're human. And sometimes we just got to, like you said, look back and say, hey, wow, we, we really accomplished a couple really cool things here. And let's take, let's just stop for a second and go celebrate together. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, being a 19 year old um, entrepreneur myself, I, you know, when I first started, I think I never took care of myself well and never gave time to even reflect. And I would just burn out sometimes because I would, you know, not take care of myself. And what I heard from this one um, speech from Forbes Summit that I went to, it, she said that we have time, like you have to take care of yourself or you're not going to make that, you're not going to finish that marathon that you were trying to finish. And if you don't, then yeah, you're just going to burn out. So I definitely think that you need to take care of yourself first because being an entrepreneur, who's going to run the business if you are not there for your employees. So yeah. Yeah. So just out of curiosity, what, uh, what was holding you back before? I mean, thankfully you were inspired by somebody, you know, comments that somebody made at that board summit, um, which, um, to your credit, you know, resonated with you and, and, and inspired you to maybe make a difference and make more time. But what, what was going through your head at the time where you were just work, work, work and weren't necessarily being good at self-care? What was holding you back? I think that, um, I wasn't able to really make time for myself and really take care of myself in the beginning because I was a high schooler and I was just always trying to be on top of things. And I like to go above and above and beyond um, the things that I love doing. And with this business, it was just hard because I constantly wanted to make sure I put out the perfect product or the perfect content the, um, on my social medias and this being, you know, my own company, it's just hard to make that balance. And I, 
it took a while for me to figure it out. But now I realize that, you know, let's just say I don't sleep the next meeting that I have in the morning, I'm not going to be able to make it. And it's important to be there for your people. And yeah, as I grew up, I realized that I'm just not going to have that also, I'm not going to have the energy that I have right now when I'm, you know, 30, 50 years old. So make that routine of taking care of yourself before you regret it. Yeah. And I love the word routine because it is, you got to build a habit, right? Mm-hmm. And, and once you build that habit, it's easier, but starting it out can sometimes be, be hard. So, um, one of the uh, questions that I've also really been looking forward to, to asking you is what are uh, what is the most memorable or special gift that you've ever received in a business context? And also, what do you think the best gift is that you've ever given somebody in business? So for the gift that I received from someone in business, I would say it's actually advice more than like a tangible object. Um, so I've been running Snoop Slimes ever since I was 13 years old. And the first, the best gift that I've received is an advice to be resilient and persistent with your passions. Um, and this is from my dad because he was the one who always believed in me and fueled my passion from the start. He was the one who allowed me to invest that $200 that my sister <laughs> told me not to um, into starting <laughs> a slime business. And I will say, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be in this position right now. So, um, yeah, he was the one who gave me opportunities and just whole endless support just throughout my passions. And also, whenever there were those burnouts, whenever I wasn't taking care of myself, um, trying to run a business while dealing with high school, he told me, yes, it is hard and you are not living the normal life that maybe other teenagers are living. You do have more um, things that you have to do, but be persistent. This is your passion. And like in the end, it will all be worth it. So yeah. And I took, took it and there were, I remember some days when I was in high school, I had to be in marching band rehearsals and just coming back it was like 8 p.m. trying to film videos to get it up on my social media channels. Looking back, those days where I was persistent and was like just resilient with the things that I kept on doing, even though it was very hard for me to do back then, now it's all worth it. And um, that was the best gift that I received. Encouragement, right? Just somebody mm-hmm. saying, hey, you got it. Go for it. I yep. love that. And I, uh, yeah, sometimes the most powerful gifts we can ever receive is just, just that, that encouragement. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. What, um, what do you think the best gift is that you've ever given somebody? To gift someone, I would say, um, the best gifts I was able to give is for my fans and my followers to showcase my life as a teen entrepreneur and showcase a brand behind it because most, you know, other big brands out there, they're not able to really share the founder or their life story. But um, I love that I'm able to give advice and hope to those, especially young teenagers to also chase after their dreams. For example, um, just a couple of weeks ago, I was able to be a speaker at 
DECA, which is a business club, um, national business club for high schoolers and also college students. But I was able to um, tell them, make a speech on, you know, being able to just go for it and follow your passions and share my story. And as an alumni um, from my high school. So I was really proud of myself for doing that and helping other people to also chase after their dreams. So just being able to connect with others, um, that's the best gift that I was able to give for other people in business. You know, one of the things I think you've done and given people, which really is crystallized by this picture that I saw that you shared with others of your first tripod with the, uh, the inside cardboard core of a, what was that? A, it was a yeah, toilet paper towel. A toilet yeah. Paper. yeah. I'm like, that's yeah. so cool. And I, the reason I love that is there's so much pressure to be perfect out of the gate sometimes. Right. And yes, I, I just love that you're being resourceful and you're, uh, and you're showing, Hey, it's, it's okay to not have to have that crazy high end tripod that you got off Amazon or whatever. You can just be resourceful and, 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 I love that you have the confidence to share it for, you know, just be show that vulnerability and show that, Hey, I'm just going for it. Uh, Cause I think too many times people online are trying to show that perfect veneer. And when somebody is willing to kind of show the, the, their kind of true journey and, and, you know, humility and um, you know, I don't know, it just draws, it drew me in that picture really just, I saw that and I was like, Oh, that's a really great picture. Right. And when I started, it was, you know, between the middle and high school years of my life. And there were definitely a lot of judgments. You know, slime is also um, a toy direct more towards catered more towards kids and younger teenagers. So there were some judgments from people who, you know, didn't believe in me. But I want to share that story with others because you know, the resilience that I had with trying to keep up with trying to um, keep my passions going and not believe in the other people who are trying to let me down. Um, Yeah, I want to share that gift with others. And I definitely had a lot of people just reach out to me personally, saying how my story influenced them to start their own businesses, especially during the pandemic when they're, they had their own free time. So um, I just want to influence more people and help them out. I love that. So uh, question for you. I mean, you've really been super innovative, constantly uh, experimenting with new types of slime. Um, and one of the challenges as an entrepreneur is, on the one hand, you want to encourage your team. And I'm really thinking about you in the role of a leader now, uh, especially with 40 employees. You want to encourage risk-taking. You want to, at some level, give people permission to fail. On the other hand, you can't run a company unless you also have accountability, right? Which can sometimes, at least in many corporate contexts, feel like the exact opposite. How do you personally try to strike that healthy balance between permission to fail, experiment, and innovate with accountability? So one quote that I like that um, I love just knowing that I'm okay to fail is stumbling is evidence of momentum. And 
it just shows that all the failures and all the mistakes that you make is just another direction for um, to achieve your goals and your to like reach the destination of like what you want to do. And I definitely was afraid in the beginning to kind of make those mistakes. But I think there were so many people who supported me when I was trying to start a new project or try just messing around with random slime recipes to realize that if you don't even try it in the first place, you don't know the potential you might have in the future with this. So that's kind of like the mindset that I had. You just never know if you never try it. And speaking of trying, if you have any really fun failure stories of something you thought was going to be really cool and you're mixing it together and it just turned out completely different than you might have imagined? Not just that, but I just made actual like physical mess. Like I would accidentally drop some stuff in the warehouse with like a bunch of glue, spill, like get a whole mess um, onto like floors and carpets to even making mistakes of um, working with people and like hiring wrong people and trying to figure out how to deal with that. It's just all failures and you learn from it and you just become a better person. So yeah. And sometimes you just have to laugh, right? You're just like, okay, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> right. Well, yes. I, uh, you know, the last three years, it seems like the, um, the, uh, adult world, especially, um, uh, you know, or I'll say older, older adults, more my age than yours, um, have been losing their minds, right? The last three years have been just arguments and judgment and kind of heaviness and political fighting. And I mean, we've been arguing about everything, right? And I think with that presidential election coming up in uh, two years or so, I suspect that this, oh, uh, this will only continue. Uh, and so hopefully that will translate into, you know, even more demand for, uh, you know, healthy, stress-reducing kind of, playful ways to kind of just work out your energy uh, and and need for your slime instead of kind of less healthy ways of getting it out. And uh, um, I'm so excited to see what your, how, you know, the evolution of, of your business, uh, but also just your evolution uh, as a leader. And I hope that um, with your continued success, you'll still keep that, that really great, uh, um, kind of accessibility and vulnerability, being willing to show like that picture of like, Hey, here's the first tripod. I just thought that was, uh, so cool and so real. And, uh, I have no doubt you're going to continue to inspire, you know, tens of thousands of, of people of all ages to, to go for it. So thank you so much for making time to join us today, uh, and sharing with us your celebration stories and just your journey and uh, wish you blessings and continued success, gentlemen. Thanks for being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Celebrate Like a CEO podcast. If you are a successful business owner or CEO and want to be a guest on our show, be sure and reach out by sending me an email to stefan at whitwell.net and put celebrate in the subject line. We'd love to hear your story. If you like what you hear, please don't forget to share, subscribe, and leave a review. 
Be sure to tune in every Monday morning for a new episode. And remember, celebration is the key to success without burnout.